Welcome to Cracks in the Cement, where we dig into colonizer culture, the ways in which it surrounds us, how it got here, and where we want to go from here. Hi, welcome to Cracks in the Cement. This is Robin, your host, and I hope this finds you all well. It's weird how after a couple of weeks go by, I actually sort of like miss you all, which is weird because like you're not really here with me, but but I imagine you all here and um, and it feels sort of like a conversation. Plus I've been, yeah, just really thinking about some stuff that I really want to get out there and I just love hearing back from you all. Um, let's see here. So to get to what I wanted to talk about today, I had different titles that I was wrestling with. So I think I'll just share them with you because I think they give sort of a sense of what I want to get into. My first title I came up with was Controlling the Down There. And that to me sort of meant like the colonizers created the separation of the head as in like the intellect or or the supposed intellect um, from the body, you know, like that there is that objective reason is a real thing and that we're asked in this culture to just constantly ignore our bodies and and they seek to control other bodies and the whole separation of um, mind and body. So controlling the down there, I was thinking of like the body, but also the earth and things that are deemed um, less than the white colonizer men, cis men. And then the other title I came up with was bringing the magic with color, queerness, and a refusal to be contained because I was just, as I was kind of taking, like jotting down some thoughts and looking up some things here and there, just thinking about how color, um, well, there's this book called um, Chromophobia that talks about how the kind of, the the upper class white people can be sort of, or I don't know, these labels are all kind of funky, but just the kind of like fear around color and how it can be looked at as being um, exotic or like tacky or it needs to be really controlled and um, and how he was just saying he's the person that wrote this book chromophobia is in the art world and he just talks about the chilling feeling of going into certain types of homes where it's like you know white walls and very little trinkets and really controlled items that are around the house and very little color and how black and white photographs are not that any of these things are bad but just how he felt there was this just there can be this vibe that just feels very controlling and um um so anyway so that book I'll put in the podcast notes in case anybody wants to look it up and then also with queerness and as I get more comfortable with my own queerness it just made me think so much about relating to that fear of color fear of queerness it's that fear of anything that can't be labeled packaged controlled that is the name of the game for this colonizer culture we find ourselves in and it's about containment and control 
containment or they want to contain our body, mind, and spirit. All of that needs to be contained. And so they it's this obsession with labeling, categorizing, labeling, separating. Um, and that, and I've been, you know, taking all this in from queer writers and thinkers and philosophers and friends. And so it's not that I'm saying I just thought of it, but I'm just really feeling into, I've started to really feel into how totally important it is to, for some people to want, need to be able to categorize you and that they don't, and that that's become a norm of this society. And so to dwell in the space and to see yourself that's as a being that's outside of those categories is so incredibly freeing and scary as fuck to the colonizer settler people. Um, and then that's also making me think about, well, before I get too much into this, because I also want to talk about gender as just such a fantastic example of absolute obsession with categorizing. But for the this book, Chromophobia and Thinking About Color, he writes, Chromophobia, he being, who is this, David Batchelor. Chromophobia manifests itself in the many and varied attempts to purge color from culture, to devalue color, to diminish its significance, to deny its complexity. And then he talks about how color can be identified as, or ends up getting categorized or squeezed into being a feminine thing, being exotic, primitive, infantile, vulgar, even pathological. Um, or it can be considered superficial, like just cosmetic and inessential, um, that it could actually be dangerous, dangerous or trivial. So just another, um, and I've definitely struggled with that as far as color and um, feeling. I mean, for me, I actually can feel sort of weird in color. I feel better and gray dark grays and blacks and I like navy blue and then with like something that's light pink or something you know just like a little bit because I kind of feel like I'm of the dirt or something so I kind of like the darker colors and bright colors make me feel weird like something I would have been made to wear almost as a kid growing up being socialized as a girl so it doesn't really resonate with me. So I'm not I'm not saying colors are good or bad. It's just what I'm saying is noticing how that's even something that gets controlled. And then thinking about gender, I I talked about this professor researcher um, I think in a previous podcast talking about the body and about she did the she was the person um, she's from Nigeria, Dr. Oyewumi, and she talked about just how when she came from Nigeria to the United States to Turtle Island to get her PhD she was just so surprised at how sight-oriented Americans were or at least in the realm she was in in academia so I think I referenced her before with that so she also talks a lot about how her ancestors before the colonizers came that names were not gendered jobs were not gendered or I should say gendered or sexed you know so she like it made she made me realize that 
it is absolutely absurd to have our baby like to right away basically by saying it's a girl or it's a boy to announce that it's what's between its legs and then assign a name to it and so we're constantly constantly walking around like saying this is my this is my vagina baby this is my vagina baby um by saying you know this is my my girl or my boy like it's just totally bizarre and so she talks about if i mean if i understood this correctly um i will put her book in the reference as well it's called the invention of women i think um and i learned about that book from a so she talks about how you wouldn't say my daughter or my son it just wouldn't be gendered you would say my eldest or my youngest and that they're not the whole idea of assessing somebody visually was just not a thing they were more auditory more into listening to people and that you wouldn't talk about people's genitalia or reproductive whatever until people until it made sense within the context of the situation like it just doesn't make sense to constantly constantly remind everybody if somebody you know whatever their gender or their genitalia has been labeled as so it's an absolute obsession and so I realized that that has been a really really powerful because if you look at the globe where the colonizers have been basically the non-binary genders that existed pretty much everywhere all over the world get erased once the colonizers get there it gets erased because that is the colonizers jam is to take continuums like ethnicity gender anything i mean i don't know those are the two that come to my mind that have caused so much damage and they create these false boxes these false categories squish people into them and then our parents socialize us to try to fit into those so that we're like so we can survive in the world so the moral of the story is is i feel like if they can't categorize it they can't control it and one other thing that i want to add to all this like thinking about gender and how colonizers if you go around wherever colonizers were basically got rid of non-binary genders they like i just i want to try to convey the global scale of this and so one of the things i like to use is or the thing that kind of i guess gave me a sense of how many lives colonizers have touched and i'm using that like in a really kind way but i mean it's really like fucked um is when i know like really thought about what the official the national and even that like all this language the national language and all of the borders are supposed to be really strict you know but if you look at all the national national languages if it's english spanish portuguese or French and just think about how much land that covers of where that's the national language and then also how many countries and how many places that Christianity exists because as we know Christianity was a huge tool for cultural genocide language and religion two major major tools for cultural genocide 
and the white Christian, like, or the, sorry, the white Jesus, this idea of a white Jesus and that as well. Like, so if you just like imagine the world and where all of that dwells, that's how much the colonizers have affected the globe. Yeah. So anyway, so to say it again, the moral of the story is if they can't categorize it, they can't control it. And the name of the game is to control our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. And so, and thinking about cracks in the cement, the, I guess the question I have slash invitation is just like, what are some ways that you've related to color? It's amazing how many things are actually rebellious or um, brave, but just thinking about the relationship color has been in your life, maybe ways you've been afraid of color. And then also your relationship to gender and just the ways that it squished you and ways you felt like you had to prove this or prove that or dress this way or dress that way and you know, or be a certain way. Um, it's funny, like for me as someone who identifies as non-binary, I definitely find myself in that pickle of being, a lot of people continue to call me she, I am a female, I am female, but that is so super superficial or so surface to who I am. And the people I feel like who really see me and really know me are like, yes, like they, they see my non-binariness. Um, but it does make me feel like sometimes, gosh, do I, I need to dress a certain way or wear my hair a certain way to prove this or that about myself. And I just don't want to have to do that. I feel like I should be able to be how I want to be. So, and then I've also talked to younger non-binary folks who are frustrated with people of my generation. Like I'm 48. They're frustrated that we don't listen and, and let and honor and respect who they are saying they are and what, you know, how, what their genders are and that it doesn't need to be confined or contained by clothing rules and just how incredibly ridiculous that is. And I also just want to honor and respect the fact that that in order to be deemed a man, you know, just how incredibly limiting that is and thinking about color and how, how quickly, like how thin that line is into what's considered feminine. Like for me, when I was in high school, I could wear my dad's clothes. I wore his his old Levi's. He was a, a bricklayer. I wore his old Levi's, his old flannels. I wore um, like lace-up work boots. I could wear a whole entire outfit, basically my dad's clothes. I mean, my boots, I can't wear my dad's boots, but, and I was still seen as a girl. Um, and then, but if you are to be a boy or to be a man, even the slightest hint, you know, like I wearing your mom's clothes um, or wearing clothes that are deemed for women or girls, um, it's just that line is so thin for them. So what a bummer. But thinking about color and also I like to shop in the men's section for... Um, well, I like to shop in the men's section in general, but uh, when I look at athletic wear, their pants and athletic clothes are swimsuits. They get to have color, like tropical things. See, and that does not seem, that's kind of like the exotic sort of thing now that I think about it maybe. But the clothes for athletic wear, it's black, tons of black, 
maybe a little some navy blue maybe some gray but just like so much black and then in the women's section all these you know it's all these stretch pants that show like every all of the body and it's just all these colors you know bright colors rainbow colors I mean and of course there's black too but they get so many choices but it's all really body revealing so it's just it's just really interesting but um I'm not telling you all anything new I, I just would love to hear I guess your some stories some shares about relationship to color and gender and feeling colonized contained squished in your mind body and spirit and just remembering I mean the the happy note here is that in looking for cracks in the cement there are so many opportunities there's so many little cracks to sprout um, in with color and queerness so yeah like I'd love to hear your stories and also if there's anything you all end up trying testing doing something differently and see how it feels see how it feels in your body how it affects like once I came to turn or really realized my non-binariness I am not kidding I my asthma went away I was using albuterol puffs like five times a day I don't, haven't used it now it's maybe been almost a year and I was using it for years because I was that squishing myself was affecting my health and then also my social anxiety has greatly reduced it's just it's been a total life changer and once I started shopping in the men's section I don't primarily shop in the men's section I mean it's, it's, which is just so silly to me that's even called that but um, I do resonate with those clothes the most but um, I just feel so much more comfortable in my body so if you haven't explored that yet I am just totally invite you to play and to feel into yourself and share with me your experiences with that okay well I hope that wasn't too rambling um it definitely felt like a little bit of a, a little scattered but that's what's been on my mind and I hope there's something in there that um you resonated with thank you so much for listening and um, I'm excited for then to hear from you all okay thank you mm -hmm.